1: this is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and Ticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. You know, we failed, but uh, I thought it was a great effort. I thought that the plan was laid out uh, perfectly. Jake Bacovan. I'm not sure I get my point across um, properly. I'm sure I don't do a good job of explaining what I mean. Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome in. Hour number two of Tom and Bach. Tom Stevens, Jake Bachhoven. How's it going so far, Jake? I I think it's going pretty good. Okay, that's good. Uh, (laughs) uh, We do something on our show once a week. And today, being Veterans Day, I wanted to honor a veteran. I actually want you to honor your favorite veteran. Uh, and you can either dial us up at 464-5685 or uh, just enter them via the text line, the sartre heyman text line, and we'll give away a cake to our favorite veteran at the end of the show. We want to make a veteran smile today. It's Veterans Day, uh, and we're going to do it from Beatrice Bakery, home of Grandma's Fruitcake. Since 1964, they've got a full menu that includes artesian cakes, liqueur cakes, breakfast uh, breads. They've got coffee cakes, it's perfect for the holidays, birthdays or any of life's everyday occasions. Beatrice Bakery, you can go to beatrice.com. It is good stuff. I had the lemon drop cake oh, yes. last time. Uh my mom used to make this lemon cake with lemonade and she would poke holes in it and then pour the lemonade in there and then it was magical. Uh this is uh, this is better than hers. Hey, this is hey, better. You can't this, say that. It's not it, this is better. Beatrice Bakery, way better than Mom's. <laughs> and I like Mom's, but this is way better. <laughs> it uh, is really moms. good. It's really, really good cake. Uh, but they have all sorts of cakes and fruit cakes and holiday cakes. Uh, and we want you to nominate somebody on the text line, and then we'll award the winner uh, before we leave. We'll just uh, yeah. contact you and let you know that you have won. So that's how we do it. Um, box Tops, are you ready to go? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, you look ready. Here it is. Bop, 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 bop.
2: All right, today's uh, top box tops is the top defenses since 2002, the top black shirt defenses at Nebraska since 2002. Of course, uh, that's usually where I go back to if I start to rank modern-day Husker teams because 2001 and, and before it is a different era, so 2002 and since has been the mediocre Nebraska football program uh, up and down here and there. Um, and, of course, uh, but a good defense this year. I've, I've been wondering kind of how their stats compare – to past black shirt teams, so I uh, kind of did the rankings here. So uh, I rank these teams based off their points per game. Of course, there's all different mm-hmm. types of ways to do it, um, and I'll mention some of those stats in there as well. But uh, yeah, let's get underway here. First, I did want to want to tell you some of the worst black shirt defenses all right. since well, then. Well, that's fun. Um, as far as uh, points per game goes, uh, 2017. No, 2007 was actually the worst course, that was the year that Bill Callahan and Kevin Cosgrove uh, couldn't get things going. They gave up an average of 37.9 points per game that year. That was good for 111th, 477 yards total per per game. That's 113th, so... They really struggled that. You those. almost those have those to try to be that
1: bad. Yeah, you It really felt do. like they were trying to be that bad at that time. But they they knew it was over, right?
2: They, they, yeah. They, they kind of knew that it was over. Especially toward the end when Joe um, Gann started throwing for 450 yeah, a game yeah, himself. Yeah. They kind of seemed to give up on defense. Uh, the next worst defense for Nebraska, another year, transition year, where it was obvious and the writing was on the wall. Uh, for the Nebraska head coach, it was Mike Riley at this time. 2017, they gave up 36.4 points per game. That was 116th in the nation, 436 total yards per game. That was 101st. Anytime you're in the hundreds, maybe it lo- seems like yeah, you should uh, I, I mean, consider And it Not all of
1: those defenses were terrible, uh, but I didn't realize
2: they were that terrible. <laughs> yeah, they were. I, they were really bad. Uh, another big weakness I, I would like to point out, 2004, Really struggled. This was the year after Bo Pellini left, obviously. Um, They gave up 28.1 points per game. That one's not so bad, but they gave up 272 passing yards a game. That was 111. So, you know, you have some of those bad years. Anyways, let's go to the top, throw out the bad black shirt defenses. Let's go to the top black shirt defense over the last 10 years. We'll start with number 10, 2013. John Papuchis had that defense at 25.2 points per game. Uh, they, Of course, if you remember 2013, had a few ugly games there. Gave up 41 to UCLA, 41 to Michigan State, 38 to Iowa, and 34 to Minnesota. However, they had some good performances as well. Only gave up 13 to Michigan in a win, 20 to Penn State in a win, and 19 to Georgia in that bowl win as well. 2013, if you remember, that defense led by Randy Gregory, Avery Moss, Stanley Jean-Baptiste, Siente Evans, all those guys. Yeah, that those were good defenses, and they were always pretty good against the past, both
1: Pelini defenses.
2: Yeah, they, they, yeah. W- they were. That was yeah. always something that they yeah. could do. Uh, uh, 2011 is the next best defense as far as points per game goes. Ninth overall here. Uh, 24.8 points per game. Of course, Carl Polini led that group. Um, this was the first year in the Big Ten. They had some ugly performances. 45 uh, against Michigan, 48 in the loss to Wisconsin. Uh, they actually beat Washington, giving up 38. But they had some really good performances. They gave up three to Kirk Cousins in Michigan State, 14 to Penn State in win, and seven to Iowa in a win. Yeah, I remember that Michigan State win. That was dominating. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, these are not bad defenses.
1: It's amazing how bad it got from 2009 to 2011. I mean, how many more points they gave up though? From just in like a couple year time span,
2: yeah, yeah, it, it did progressively get worse, but still, 2011 yeah. was was still good there. Yeah. They, they, I mean, I like that year. They go, in, they went into that year with an all American type at every level with yeah. Jared Crick, Levante David, and, and Alfonso Dinner. Yeah. But of course, Crick got hurt uh, early on in that season, so that yeah. didn't that didn't help. Yeah. Uh, number eight on the list. How about 2002? Defense. They were coached by Craig Bull as the defensive coordinator. Gave up 23.9 points per game. That was 45th in the nation. Out of six of their seven wins, Nebraska allowed less than 16 points. Uh, however, that was a uh, Jekyll and Hyde team. Six out of seven of their losses, they gave up more than 27 points. Yeah, and that ended in Bulls firing, right? Yeah. That year. That yeah, yep. did. Yep. Uh, Dwan Gross, Fabian Washington made a pretty good backfield there. I think Josh Bullocks was there. Uh, Chris Kelsey, Rude DeMoria Williams, and uh, Scott Shanley. That's pretty good personnel, at least. Uh, Number seven on the list, 2016, that was Mark Banker's defense. Gave up 23.9 points per game. That was good for 33rd in the nation. Uh, Less than 17 in seven games, but of course, when it was ugly, it was bad. 62 points given up to Ohio State in the 62-3 loss, and 40 points given up to Iowa on Black Friday. Banker was not a bad defensive coordinator. Yeah. Not Where awful. Is,
1: is, he went to Hawaii. Where is he now? I don't, I don't know. We still should find much. out. Maybe that we should have put that on your list of guys that we should go after, Mark Banker. Yeah, let's bring Mark okay. Banker back. Yeah, there's to be no fair, room for him for anything. But
2: When I look at the personnel everybody else had compared to him, uh, you know, he, he kind of had that defense with Nate Gary and Bando and yeah. Joshua Kalou. Good players, but didn't kind of stack up to like the rest of the defense. It was
1: a, an aggressive quarters defense. I liked the style of play. It was aggressive. Yeah. Uh didn't
2: always work. Number six on the list is the 2005 defense. And there's a couple of them on here from Kevin Cosgrove. Nice. His defense, 2005, only gave up 22.3 points per game, only gave up more than 16 points in – or actually only gave up 16 points total in their first three games. Uh, But their losses, they were bad. Gave up 41, 34, 31, and 40 in those losses. So, again, a bit of a Jekyll Hyde performance there.
1: Yeah, and they had two really good defensive ends with Jay Moore –
2: on one side and character on the other side. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good defense, too. guys were pretty good. Uh, And then this is where you get to number five. This is where Nebraska currently is. Eric Shenander's defense is the fifth best as far as points given up per game uh, since 2002 at 20.9 points per game, 29th in the nation right now. Of course, all this doesn't factor in the fact that this year's team has to play the number one schedule in the nation, so that doesn't help. But I wonder if they can improve upon that against some pretty mediocre to bad offenses yeah. in Wisconsin and Iowa these past I watched. I rewatched the Ohio State game last
1: night with that in mind. Like, could they be as good or bad? And I came away thinking they can Mostly because that defensive line, they get everybody, maybe Stillie won't come back. But most of those guys Still are coming. Can't, yeah, yeah Stillie can't come back. Uh, but everybody else, I mean, Damian Daniels who wonder about, Ty Robinson's a really good player. Oh, yeah. they, they've got good players. Uh, and it's not just the guys that potentially could leave. Obviously, losing JoJo is going to be a big deal. I, I think they can be good. I mean, and you're not talking about, as you mentioned, the number one schedule in the country next year.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're going to be really good up the middle, specifically yeah. with, with Reimer and Hendricks coming back. Like you mentioned, those guys, DeAndre, yeah. Thomas, Casey, yeah. Rogers to get healthy. Yeah. That defensive yeah. line and, li- and inside linebacker, core course, is going to be pretty good. And the outside linebackers, for the most part, come back as well. Just that secondary is going to need some retooling. Yeah, it's the
1: super seniors that you're losing. You mentioned Stilly, yeah. Deontay Williams. you worried about th- those types of guys. Yeah. Uh, Cam taylor is probably moving on. Yeah, that type of thi- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right, uh, number four on the list, being bested, Eric Shenander, is right now by Kevin Cosgrove's 2006 defense. Kevin Cosgrove maybe deserves some more respect around here. Uh, 19.2 points per game yeah. given up that year. That was good for top 25, 24th,
0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
2: They held five opponents under 14 points. Uh, they wow. did give up 41, 28, 22 they only gave up 41. That was their worst performance in a loss. They gave up 28, 22, 21, and 17 in their other losses. So sometimes the narrative is that is that Callahan had offense rolling and the, and the uh-huh. defense was just bad. The defense was god-awful in 2007, uh-huh. but it wasn't too bad. 2006 was pretty good, actually. And they should have won that bowl game. Was it the Cotton Bowl against Auburn? Oh, yeah. Uh, they should have won that game. They kind of blew that game. And they had that stacked linebacker core. Remember yeah. Stuart Bradley, Corey McEwen, Bo Rude, and Lance Brandenburg coming off the bench?
1: Yeah, that was, that was not a terrible team. You know, the guys actually, most of the guys actually liked Cosgrove okay. Yeah. Um, he, he did get dumped on a lot. And you look at the
2: stats, and they're not really that terrible. No, they weren't. Course, yeah. It's, yeah, but two th- I mean, they, were, <laughs> they weren't bad in 2005 and 2006. They were really bad in 2004 oh, and yeah. 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep, yep. 50% of the time doesn't work, Kevin yep. Cosgrove. Sorry. Uh, moving up the list, this is where the defense is uh, I would say the three elite defenses for Nebraska over the last uh, 20 years or whatever it is. 2010's defense, of course, coached by Carl Pelini, 18.5 points per game given up. That was good for 10th in the nation. They were 11th in the nation in total defense with 314 yards per game, fourth in the nation giving up only 158 yards passing per game. And their losses that year, Nebraska gave up 23, 19, 20, and 9. That's tough to lose those type of games. Nine to
1: six. Yeah, nine to they, six. In they particular. lost to nine to six, and wasn't that the game against Iowa State where they fumbled nine times?
2: That was the game against uh, Texas A and M. Okay, against Ryan Tannehill, future NFL quarterback, and it was an all field goal game. Taylor Martinez called his dad on the sideline. Oh, the the <laughs> yeah. nine
1: point game was the loss to Iowa State. What was the, 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 the Iowa State, State loss Tech. in two
2: thousand ten? I believe they gave up thirty. That was like oh, an the, overtime. Okay, game. That, I'm thinking of two thousand nine. Yeah, right? two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. The they right? lost to Iowa State. Yep. That's right. Not 2010. Yeah. You're right. But 2010, I think because of how good 2009 was, kind of gets overshadowed. But, I mean, that still was was the, the same cast of characters, basically minus yeah. Sue and, I guess, Barry yeah. Turner. But, right. uh, yeah, I mean, so that defense was great. Uh, 2003, Bo's defense is number two on the list. Uh, his one year being the defensive coordinator here only gave up 14.5 points per game. Ninth in the nation, giving up 297 yards uh, total defense. And 10th in the nation, giving up 178 yards passing. They held nine opponents under 14 points, including shutouts versus Iowa State and Troy. And, of course, that has my favorite. I mentioned a good linebacker group earlier, but the best linebacker group in quite some time at Nebraska was Barrett Rude, Demario Williams, and TJ Hollowell. Uh, Of course, Barrett Rude and Demario Williams had, like, more than 100 yeah. or so tackles. TJ Hollowell had 80 there as well. Uh, and they were backed up in the defensive backfield by Fabian Washington, Josh and Daniel Bullocks, and Pat Ricketts. So, they, I mean, they yeah. they were pretty good back seven there. And they got fired for it. And they got fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because Frank didn't work. That's why I think yeah. that this this move right now has some nuance to it. Yeah. It's not just, say hey, yeah. the head coach isn't working. Let's get rid of everybody. They fired Bo Pellini and Tim Albin, two future yeah. col- college coaches. Yeah. As part of those firings, just getting rid of the assistants because Frank didn't work. Yeah. And I actually
1: agreed with it at the end of the year. I was and I was wrong. Yeah, I, I was wrong. I mean, should
2: have kept Frank, if, especially if you're going to hire Callahan. Yeah, Nebraska's never been 10 and 3 cents or better. So that was a, that's was been a rough history lesson for us. But the number one defense, of course, 2009. Everybody who watched that 2009 defense would know. Number one in the nation, only giving up 10.4 points per game. 272 yards total per game. That was seventh in the nation. Ninth in rush defense, only giving up 93 yards Uh, on the ground, and 17th in pass defense as well, only giving up about 180 yards there. Uh, They gave up 31 points. Uh, That was their worst performance, but gave up 16, 13, and 9 in some of the other losses, Uh, held 9 of their opponents under 13 points or fewer. So if you were
1: to pair that 2009 defense, one of the best ever, uh, with any offense of all these years, what year would you pick?
2: (laughs) I don't have the offensive numbers in Uh, front of me. I'd
1: have to think. 10 or 11. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, ten, probably. 10 or 11, probably something along those lines. Yeah,
2: when you ha- probably had Rex and Amir uh, yeah, and Kenny uh, Bell and Quincy and, yeah, I mean, Taylor Martinez. You might could have do won. some damage. I Spencer mean, even that
1: team had... Yeah, that team was
2: uh, Zach Lee
1: was the starting quarterback. Yeah, 2009. For, it was just, uh, if they would have had any semblance of offense.
2: Thank God they had it, Alex Henry. Yeah, thank goodness. Had <laughs> a
1: really, really good defense. Uh, that defense, 10.4 points a game.
2: Are you one of those that believe 2010, if they would have had the 2010 offense in 2009, they won a national title? People. people I, I don't probably. know if I would. But I'd say, yeah, 10 or 11. Probably 10. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I I don't know. Taylor was, I mean, uh, Taylor was been, hot and cold. They would have made a
1: 14 playoff. They, they, have, they probably would have made a four-team Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, they may not have won it, but uh, I think that team would have been so much fun to watch. Um, we mentioned Nebraska basketball. They signed their class uh, yesterday, uh, and it's ranked 30th and 34th, depending on who you listen to. Uh, 30th by rivals, 34th by 24-7. The headliner is Blaze Keita who's 6'11", four-star from Coffeyville Community College, averaged 10-7, and seven. expected to be really uh, a high-profile guy even this year. You know, they won the national title, did Coffeeville in Juco Ball last year. Uh, but he had a Baylor offer. He had, he had many high-profile offers, uh, considered maybe the best player in junior college basketball. And he may not be the best guy in this class. That might go to Romel Lloyd, uh, who's a six point guard. Rock Lloyd is a good friend of DP's. Uh, they've known each huh. other forever. DP coached him in the G League back in the day. DP helped get
2: Romel Lloyd to
1: campus. That's right, <laughs> and, and I think helped get Romel Lloyd, <laughs> uh, his signature, to Nebraska. He's actually, like, one of the top five highest-rated players in Nebraska basketball re- recruiting history. Mm. Uh, Four-star, according to uh, 24-7, and a three-star, according to Rivals. He plays with LeBron's uh, son at Sierra Canyon. Bronny. Uh, Bronny. uh, And he averages 17 and 7 a game. Um, Then they also got Jamarcus Lawrence, who is ranked a three-star, considered kind of a steal um, because he plays with Simeon Wiltshire. And it's not easy to get noticed on a team with Simeon Wiltshire, the five-star, who is uh, currently committed to North Carolina, Nebraska, maybe gets him to change his mind at some point. But a very good shooter. In fact, I've seen it. Uh, printed that he's an elite shooter. So we'll see. Nebraska's not done, if you were listening to Robin Washett, Nebraska's not done recruiting. That's kind of the way in which they live. And the way you should live, quite honestly, in recruiting. Uh, Because you never know when a guy's going to leave. Um, And I think Trey McGowans is potentially that guy. Bryce McGowans could be a lottery pick. Uh, You're wondering if, I think Derek, I think Derek's, done or could he stick around I think potentially with COVID I never know what (laughs) the rules are because you get you get extra years but it looks like there are there are a number of guys that will have a decision to make and some of it might be related to playing time like I'm not playing uh and I might move on I mean that happens in college basketball with the transfer portal at an all-time high uh but I think it's it's a good class and I think it has a chance to get better he filled some needs. I think the point guard position was the number one need for me. Or maybe not even point guard. This is a legitimate big man in in, in Blaise Keita.
2: Yeah, Blaze Keita is going to be he, fun he,
1: when he He's 6'11", campus. 240. Uh, but then I would put Nebraska needs a, a point guard that's really a point guard. Um, and I think that Alonzo uh, Verge is a really good player. I don't know if he's yet learned to play at the point guard position uh, fully. We'll see. As he goes, I think he's a really he's good player. He's got the skills for it. He's a really good player. Yeah. Uh, he's a really, really good player. So uh, that's Nebraska's signing class. Yeah. Which, what, looks, what are your overall takes? Yeah, like you said, I think yeah. it
2: looks pretty good. It's it's kind of versatile. Um, and, you know, I, I try not to get too excited for these guys because it's hard to tell unless there's a, like a Bryce McGowan's, right? But uh. um, these. Uh, it's hard to tell you know when they're going to get in the program and how much uh, playing time they're going to get that's that's what 's going to be interesting moving forward, like you said there's going to be turnover on this roster. Where does it come from, and you know why does it? why is it yeah. happening? Is it going to be a lot of these guys like you were saying, maybe a la man just wants to move on, go play overseas or something like that. Or is it going to be some of the younger guys not getting playing time or, or for whatever um, reason? We've seen it before. Like, Dry Horn's um, transferred like four um, different times. And, you know, um, he, he was kind of on the freshman path to eventually um, get a big role. Um, Thomas Allen was given a starting job. So it's, it's not even always playing time. It can just be um, a feeling. Uh, once again, we'd love
1: for you to nominate your favorite veteran today on the sutter hammond line, Honda Lincoln Hotline. You could do either at 464-5685. And we'll honor that veteran uh, with a cake from Beatrice Bakery, the home of Grandma's Fruitcake since 1964. Full menu of artesian cakes, uh, liqueur cakes, breakfast breads, and coffee cakes. Uh, you can hit it at BeatriceBakery.com. But we'd love to get your nominee, and we'll deliver it. I'll deliver it on the way home. Uh, just tell me where to deliver it to your favorite veteran, uh, and then I'll do that. Four six four five six eight five 5685 Sartre-Hayman text line. Uh, we're going to come back with our Big Ten Blitz. We're going to rank all the teams, look at the weekend games, that type of thing. Bach will tell me the rankings are terrible, and we'll do that coming up next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.
0: Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low-net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low-net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has 0 grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish Sandwich all day.